Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Agree to Disagree. I'm your host, Jack Asello. With me, as always, is Dean Gutick, Dean Gutick, Aiden Shard, and Noah Schwartz. We got a great show for you lined up today. We're going to talk a little bit of Major League Baseball, and we're going to go over some uh, previews, preview of Week Five for the NFL. I'm going to talk some about some. We're going to talk a little bit about the Washington Football Team benching Dwayne Haskins. We're going to start with baseball. And we're going to try and get to that quickly, gentlemen. Who would like to begin? I'll go. Uh, I I uh, I'm really happy that uh, we've got some of our championship series matchups lined up. We know that we've got the Dodgers, and they're going to be facing the Atlanta Braves, two undefeated teams in the postseason. In terms of Atlanta, great starting pitching all playoffs, which was their weakness in the regular season. They don't have a lot of depth there, but they've done great in the postseason. Four shutouts in five games. The Dodgers, we know, are a juggernaut. And then on the other side. And I know you guys will want to talk about this a little more, but the Houston Astros, crazy that they're back. Fourth straight championship series appearance. And then we've got a game five uh, Friday night. I know the game will have already been played when this gets released to the public, but uh, Rays and Yankees game five Friday night, and we'll find out that result tonight. So really great matchups across the league in the division series. And I know we'll only get more good baseball as the championship series goes on. Yeah, I know. It was really fun to uh, to watch some of these games. Uh I, I hate most Atlanta sports teams, but I'm kind of happy for the Braves, especially after the way they went out last year. Uh, you know, that was just tough. And I think a Braves-Dodgers uh, NLDS, or NLCS is going to be really entertaining to watch. Um, I mean, I, I think the easy pick is the Dodgers, but the Braves have looked very, very good, especially in their pitching staff. You know, that's been the thing that's kept them afloat. Um. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta Atlanta takes the cake in this one. Uh, on the AL side, uh, again, I'm picking the Rays. Uh, I don't I don't know what the game's going to be by the time you guys are listening to this. You're already going to know who wins. Uh, but fingers crossed that it's anybody but the Yankees. But if the Yankees do play the Astros, that'll be a fun matchup to watch. And of course, go Astros. Um, so you know. Seeing yesterday's games, uh, it was, uh, like I said, Spain, but the yes was silent, uh, seeing that the Houston Astros are going to the ALCS. Uh, I'm going to have to give them credit. I mean, you know, sign stealing and everything, especially it was weird because this is a team that didn't really have a good regular season, if you think about it. But in the playoffs, they Carlos Correa has quiet all his critics. Um I mean, you know, why still why cheat if you're this good or have the skill to win, but uh, this could set up a great ALCS regardless, whether it's the Rays, hoping that the Rays win, of course, or the New York Yankees, especially the storyline behind the two teams. And of course, the NLCS, the Dodgers and the Braves. Finally, an Atlanta team does not blow it. But um, I, th I still think the Dodgers win this uh, series, but it I think it's going to be a very good series between the Dodgers and Braves. Two undefeated teams. And as Noah said, the pitching for Atlanta has woken up. I think four out of five games have been shutouts for the Atlanta yep. pitching and a weak spot, but this is going to be a very good series. How much do you want to bet that the, that the Braves take a three, one series lead and blow it against the Dodgers? I would put money. I would put money on the Braves blowing a series lead. It's a Georgia thing. $10 million. Well, more so than what just talking about what the Astros have done on the offensive side, Dean. And I know, I know you, uh, you said Carlos Correa, George Springer's also been really good. But it's really about their pitching because this was a weak pitching staff in the regular season. You know how they've made all these, all these playoff appearances in the past with Gallus Keuchel, a former Cy Young winner, 
Justin Verlander, Cy Young, Garrett Cole, one of the best pitchers in the league. Now they don't have any of those kind of guys. Now it's Zach Greinke, who's 36, 37 years old, and a bunch of pitchers that nobody really knows much about. And so their bullpen's not as star-studded as it once was. Their rotation, obviously, doesn't have the names it once had. And still, they're going out there, being effective, and they're getting the job done on the mound. And that's really where their weak spot was in the regular season. Their offense was still pretty good during the 60-game season, and now still their, their, their pitching is making it work, and they're getting to the championship series. Great job by Dusty Baker managing this team. And I know they've quieted all their critics, but a lot of pressure on them, and they have not folded underneath that pressure. Yeah, all I'm going to say about baseball is um, most of the championship series are set. Uh, Dodgers and Braves. Braves pitching has done better, uh, but they're going to get absolutely spanked by the spanked by the Dodgers. Dodgers are going to sweep them out of the building. I hate the Braves, and I have no love for them, and I hope they get absolutely demolished. Um, and in the ALCS, the Astros definitely have impressed. Uh, like Noah said, they're pitching, even though it's depleted. They still show they have talent. In my opinion, they're the best infield in all of baseball with Correa, Altuve, and Bregman. So, at least offensively. So, they're incredible. And um, I uh, can only say congrats to them on making it. And I just like Aiden and I will be rooting for the Astros if, they t- if it turns out they will be playing the Yankees. All right, moving on, we're going to switch over to the NFL. This week, it's been reported that Dwayne Haskins, the, the young up-and-coming quarterback of the Washington football team, is going to be benched for a, a, one of Ron Rivera's former quarterbacks from Carolina in Kyle Allen. What do you guys think of this? Um, can, can I start off, if you guys don't mind? Absolutely. Uh, um, there's so many things wrong with this. I strongly disagree with this on many aspects. First of all, you know, Dwayne Haskins has been in the worst spot possible. Uh, I know Jack, you'll say Sam Darnold, but besides that, I think Dwayne Haskins has been at the utter bottom of that. Second, second worst spot. Right, I don't know. I would enough. say, I would say Haskins is in a worse spot than Darnold because I mean, Dean, I'm sure you'll mention something like that, but nobody's believed in Haskins. You know, the, the Jets have at least given Darnold the chance to prove himself and sure, he's struggled with not having a team, but they've given him the start, the starting job, staff, you know, but they, you know, they at least have been making that effort to, to let him show what he can do. They haven't done that for Haskins. Aiden, does he have Adam, does he have Adam Gase? No, no, but before he had Jay Gruden, who's way worse and who's had those allegations as well before the uh, name change. Um, you know, it's hard for him, you know, because the Redskins are built poorly. He has three coaches in, what, 13, 15 games or something like that. And he has a team that didn't even want him in the first place. Well, Jay Gruden didn't want him. So it's hard for a quarterback that is in th- with three different coaches, three different systems, a team that doesn't believe in him or want him. I mean, I'll admit myself, I was harsh on Dwayne Haskins, but I just feel bad for him. And nonetheless, it's not like he's benched. He's going to be the third string behind Kyle Allen and Alex Smith. And it's, it was, it's hard to see even the picture yesterday of Dwayne Haskins, just seeing his team, seeing his quarterbacks take snaps ahead of him. It's not entirely his fault. It's just, he's doing so much, but it's just the team he's on is doing a horrible job managing him. No, you're right, Dean. And it's, it's unfortunate because typically you give quarterbacks enough time in this league to really prove themselves, especially if they're drafted as high as the first round, like Dwayne Haskins obviously was. This is 
it's setting up to be kind of like a Josh Rosen situation where Josh Rosen got some time on the field his first season, not, not enough games to really tell if he was good or not. And then Arizona was said, okay, we'll move on to Kyler Murray and that's it. And then he never got another shot. It's almost turning out to be the same thing for Dwayne Haskins. It's almost a prisoner of the moment type of situation. He's being punished for, for something that he really didn't do. He hasn't played that terribly. He hasn't really proven whether he is or isn't the franchise guy yet. And obviously, as you say, he doesn't have a lot to work with. Not many receivers outside of McLaurin. Uh, coaching has been inconsistent. Three different head coaches, different systems he has to learn. And there's a lot of things that are working against him in the situation. But it's unfair that he plays in a bad division and that they're going to try and almost punish him to put in a quarterback that obviously is familiar with Ron Rivera and Kyle Allen. But they think they can make the playoffs with this guy. But clearly they can't. I mean, they're a bad team regardless. They're in the division technically, but they're not winning anything. And Dwayne Haskins, even if he's not better than Kyle Allen right now, has obviously a higher ceiling. You might as well find out what it is on a bad team. Not to mention, say, a quick note, that last year they even thought about uh, drafting Tua at number two. That says how much the Redskins uh, football team believed in him, and that's zero. They wanted to dra- get Tua the year after they get a quarterback, although they didn't get Tua, but still. The difference, I think, between Haskins and Rosen, though, like Rosen, I agree with you, Noah, has been put in an awful situation. Uh, but with, with Haskins or with, with Rosen, the team that drafted him wanted him. They played him for half the year, and he wasn't looking like what they wanted, so they benched him, you know? And then they fired the coach, brought in a new coach, and that new coach was like, well, I want a different player. Why, why am I going to stick with this guy who I don't want? So we traded him. That, it's, it's tough, but it makes sense. Haskins was drafted by a coach who didn't want him, who even when he played, did not game plan around his strengths. And even now, we're still seeing Ron Rivera is a great coach, but he's not used to a pocket passer. You know, True. Dwayne Haskins doesn't run for a reason. But He's Kyle Allen's fast. also a pocket passer. So I don't really, I don't really think that much. But might Kyle be Allen has the point. mobility. You know, he has more mobility than Dwayne Haskins. He's not, he's no, he's no Cam Newton. Okay. Neither of them are a Cam Newton. But I, I just don't think Ron Rivera is properly planning for Haskins. No one has properly pla- planned for Haskins. And they just need, I, I would love to see some team trade for him. Because at this point, they could probably trade a fifth rounder to get him. Maybe even a sixth. Yeah. Uh, his value is not high, for sure. Yeah. I, kinda... I, could, ahead, I could see a team, I could see a team like the Saints uh, trading for him just because, you know, the Saints don't really have much of a plan after this year for quarterback. Yeah. I wouldn't consider Dwayne Haskins that he's not com- – I wouldn't say that he's not completely a pocket passer. The guy I kind of compare him to is Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger was never truly mobile, but Ben Roethlisberger can always move if he had to. You know what I mean? Like he could get step up and make first downs. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I compare Haskins. He's not like a guy that can move, but he doesn't have speed. He uses his power. But anyway, anyway, I completely agree with you. And it's kind of funny because this is – I feel like this has been – this isn't the first time we've seen this with – with Washington they've always the last couple of years they've always drafted quarterbacks they don't want they did the same thing to RG3 Mike when Mike Shanahan was the coach there he didn't want he didn't want to draft RG3 they drafted Kirk Cousins in the same year and as soon as RG3 went down well also Mike Shanahan completely ruined RG3 and he should still be a starter today it's ridiculous but but back to my point the it's about how the football team I, I caught myself there how the football team they always draft these guys they don't want, and they just end up wasting first-round talent. Right. It's unfortunate. Well, that's yeah. why they're a dysfunctional team. And 
I almost think that at the end of the day, Ron Rivera is just trying to eliminate all parts and pieces of what the previous regime brought in. And that's why as much as I feel, I feel bad for Haskins, I sort of get it from Rivera's side of things because he just wants to get his own quarterback. So he, they're going to have to draft somebody. And we know that they're going to take one of these quarterbacks next year. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on and we're going to give our week five predictions to some of the matchups this week in the NFL. And we're going to get, we're going to get started with it. We'll start with the first game on my list. And we're going to go with the Panthers and Falcons. Uh, I like the the Falcons in this game. They're due for a win. They can't blow that many leads before they finally hold one. And the Panthers aren't a very good team. So I'll, I'll take the Falcons. Yeah. Um, Although the Panth- uh, Falcons are due for a win, I don't think they get it here. I think the Panthers are on fire right now. The Panthers are uh, – Teddy Bridgewater may have had his ups and downs, but I think for the most part he's been up, and I think the Panthers are going to keep that momentum going. Give me the Panthers in Atlanta winning. I agree. Uh, I, I'm taking the Panthers here because, you know, it's I'm, I'm a little bit scared of the Panthers, if I'm being completely honest. Uh they were 0-2 with Christian McCaffrey. Now that McCaffrey's gone, they've actually been forced to game plan without him. And that has opened up, opened up a world of possibilities for that offense. Uh, they've actually been doing things without him. And once they get McCaffrey back, you know, there's no telling what that offense is going to be able to do. Uh, so I'm terrified, and I will be taking the Panthers here. I think they're a significantly better team. And this, is, this might be the nail in the coffin for Dan Quinn. Um, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with you. Uh, it's really amazing, and I, I said this coming into the year. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a, is a lot better. Is a lot. The, and T- Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers are both are better than people give them credit for. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that has a lot of talent. It just never really worked out for him, whether it's been injury or just situation. But also, he has a great receiving core here. Robbie Anderson. The Jets didn't pay him like the, the Jets thought he didn't deserve to be paid like a number one. Well, he's proven them wrong this year. He's been phenomenal so far, along with DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and like Ian said, wants to get McCaffrey back. They could be dangerous. And also with uh, with the with the Bears losing this week, they're the Bears dropped to three and two. If they can win, they're tied for if they if they can win this week, they're tied for first place in their division. Yep. So they got. Big possibilities, especially they could do this without McCaffrey. But, yeah, I think the Panthers are going to take this one, and this will be Dan Quinn's last game in Atlanta. All right, the next game we're going to cover, we're going to cover another, uh, we're going to cover another division battle between the 2-2 two and two Las Vegas Raiders and the 4-0 and Kansas City Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. It'll be close, closer than I think most people think. The Chiefs have not been as sharp as I thought we were going to see them. In the first four games, they didn't look great against the Chargers. They didn't look good against New England last week necessarily. So I could see this game being close. It's a division game, always physical. But I could also see it against a weak secondary in Oakland as the game that really wakes Patrick Mahomes up so they can uh, start to uh, move their offense forward and and get back rolling. I think the key to this game uh, is Darren Waller. Uh, We've seen it when Darren Waller does really well. Uh, the Panthers or the Raiders do well, and when teams shut them down, the Raiders don't do well. Uh, so I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs here. Um, this will this could be a decent game, honestly, a, a sneaky rivalry game in the division. But especially the Chiefs, who have been out of like two out of their three games, have been a little shaky. I think the Chiefs have an offensive outbreak on this game. I think the Chiefs will bounce back this game, and I got the Chiefs winning this game. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, this is a division battle. Both these teams have no love for each other. 
Um, they always play hard against each other. These games are always entertaining, but I got to give it to the Chiefs overall. I think their team is just better, but it's definitely not going to be close, and the Raiders, the Raiders are going to play tough. All right, moving on to a game as of now that could potentially be canceled, but we have to – we'll need to see. We, we got to check the news later later today or tomorrow, is the Jets and Cardinals. The Jets recently, there's been reports that positive tests have come out of Florham Park. So what do you guys think of this matchup if it happens? Cardinals. Do you really yeah. think the Jets have a chance of yeah. scoring a point against the Joe team? Flacco Jets? No, like, like I said last time, in 2020, the Jets are starting Joe Flacco and Frank Gore. In 2012, this would be phenomenal. But this is just sad in 2020. We have to – this is how low we have to go. But you know what actually makes me nervous? And, I, no, tell me you agree with this. Part of me feels – just because it's, like, it's the last thing Jet fans want. The part, part of me is, like, the Jets are going to win this game. Because – and also, it's going to hurt our draft position. And then it's, like, it's a win that does nothing because, like, Sam Darnold's not out there. It doesn't oh. build on anything. You no, know that won't I mean? happen. That it's won't. just one of those, like, wins you hate. You know what I mean? The only right, way right. the Jets anybody... win this game is if Kyler Murray is so bad that it just they it falls into our lap. They're not going to win this game yeah. because of what they did. All right, all right, this is enough. Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins is a field yeah. day. I just ha- yeah, he's on my fantasy team. I hope he goes crazy. All right, next game. This could be a good build coming into the year. I thought this was going to be a great battle, but it's only going to be for one side. It's going to be we're going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh. Uh, the Eagles are banged up. The Eagles barely got by a Niners team that's not only injured, they barely got by a quarterback who's below average in Mick, uh, Nick Mullins. They're going to be playing a very physical, very tough Steeler team who's going to give them the work. And I think the Steelers are going to win this game in Pittsburgh. I agree. I think the Steelers are going to blow them out. Um, the, the Eagles, when fully healthy, are probably a top 10 team in the league, maybe even top five but they're not fully healthy. That's the key. So Steelers. You guys know me. I don't bet against my man Carson Wentz in games where his team should lose. And in, in this game, they are banged up as they were last week. They beat San Francisco and they will do the same thing again. I think the Steelers are kind of due for a loss. I don't think they're as good as their record would indicate. I know Agreed. their defense is, is legit, but I don't love their offense. And I think Philly can improve uh, with another win this week. Uh, I completely disagree with you. Um, the Eagles, even though they got the they got the win last week, they kind of struggled against a very banged up San Francisco defense. The Steelers are not a very banged up defense, and they are the most legit defense in the entire NFL. And I think the Steelers are pissed off that their bye week was only it was only like they got a shortened bye week. And I think they're going to take they're going to they're going to want some retaliation, and they will take it out on the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and the Steelers will destroy them in this game. Noah, Noah, I will say you are right, and also the the Steelers have a tendency to play way down to their inferior opponents. Yeah, that's true. I got to see it that. every year. They they just the escape playoffs. with wins over bad players. That's in the playoffs, though. I just thought they'd be like an average five hundred ish team, and they're three zero, and so I'm a little surprised by that. So I just think that they're due to finally lose one. They barely escaped three games. Right, exactly. All right, moving on. We're going to go with the Los Angeles Rams and the Washington football team. This is the blowout. I think this is the blowout. The Rams. If if Alex Smith comes in, which I wouldn't be too surprised about because Kyle Allen is going to get demolished, uh, you know, the the football team might have a chance of keeping it close, but it's going to be the Rams. Yeah, especially if you're trying to win. You'd think they'd go with Alex Smith over. It would actually be great to see Alex Smith come in the game. That would really be cool. Is. You're right. Yeah. You, that would be cool. I'm going to take the Rams, too. Comeback story. The comeback story completion. 
But if he does, if he ever does find his way into a game this year, obviously I'm going to be happy for him. But this game is going to be pretty simple. Rams should destroy them. And yeah. maybe, uh, maybe Aaron Donald will do a favor for his buddy Dwayne Haskins. Maybe he'll get him back in the game. Who knows? All right. Moving on to the next game, we got another division rival. And this is going to be one of the games I have my eye close on this week. Uh, it's always a division game. These teams always play hard. They play physical against each other. I'm going to go – it's the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, apparently, Lamar Jackson's hurt. And, I mean, and even, regardless – sick, Dean. He's also sick. Not cold, oh, this is uh, upset stomach. So, I think regardless of what happens with uh, what Lamar, no Lamar or Lamar, the Ravens win. But I do think the GOAT, Trace McSorley, should step in the game. <laughs> Penn State, baby. I'll take the Ravens, too. I do think this game could be closer than we think, especially if Lamar is either banged up or still is feeling the effects of being sick. But at the end of the day, they're way more talented than, than the Bengals. And Joe Burrow, he could put up massive numbers, but it's not going to matter. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's going to be Ravens all the way. Burrow yeah. looks great, but not against this defense. Yeah, even if RG3 plays, um, I still think the Ravens are going to be favored. Uh, but the, the biggest X factor for me for the Bengals, on if they have any chance of winning, is going to be Joe Mixon. If he can play like he played last week, they have a real shot. But if not, no chance. All right, next game, uh, we're going to go with the Jaguars and the Houston Texans. This, Houston. Is, this is a lot more difficult than I would have assumed a month ago. Yeah, you think, you thought, you'd think this game would be a no-problem win. <laughs> But I got I to gotta pick my guy, Minshew Magic, the man, the myth, the legend, the greatest quarterback to ever play a game in Florida. Um, and Alex, it's a that, shot at Tom Brady. Yes, it was a shot at Tom Brady. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. Uh, Gardner, Minshew, and the Jags are going to take this one. Um, yeah, this would be an interesting one for me. I think the Houston's definitely going to take this one. They just fired Bill O'Brien. They're going to come out hungry. They're going to come out aggressive. Romeo Cornell is a good coach, and uh, they're going to win. And pretty much if they want to save their season, they need to win. I'll take the Texans also. They're due for a win. It's funny because Bill O'Brien lost the locker room, but I think this new coach, Romeo Cornell, is going to find it, and they're going to win. Yeah, Jags. I got the Jags. Yeah, go Minshew. All right, next game we're going to cover. This one's pretty simple. Uh, the Dolphins and the 49ers. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Jimmy G and Raheem Mostert have both returned to practice, and they are, I think they're heading towards probable. If that's the case, I think the 49ers will destroy them. Um, yeah, the 49ers are going to destroy this game. That being said, the Dolphins did look very solid last week, especially defensively against a hot, hot Seahawks team. Um, you know, if, if Jimmy G and Mostert end up – if, if even, even one of them ends up not playing – I could see the Dolphins stealing this game. But I, I will take the, the 49ers. Niners, but it could be closer. I could see the Fitzpatrick putting up numbers this week. Is, um, is what's his name? Is Jimmy G playing this week? Because if he is, then I'm going to go with the Niners. If he's not, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Gotcha. I think this could be – if he doesn't play, I think Fitzpatrick could have that type of game where he breaks out. Yeah. All right. Next game we got, we got the a good battle between two, three, and one teams. We got the Colts and Browns. I'm going to go with the Colts because the – the Browns, are str- the Browns, they need to run the football. Nick Chubb will be out. I got to go with the Colts. All right. You see, I'm in a dilemma here because if I pick against him, I get bashed. If I pick for him, I'm biased. So this is a lose-lose. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. Um, don't get me wrong. The Colts got the defense to win the games, but I just think the Browns are hot right now, especially after a win like that last week. I think the offense is going to go off. They may not have Nick Chubb, but I still think Kareem Hunt 
uh, uh, Kareem Hunt and Darius Johnson, I believe is his name, could still get the job done. I agree. Uh, the Colts defense has been great. The Browns offense has been great. But Baker Mayfield is going to have a great game, and that's what's going to carry the Browns to victory. Right, Baker's going to Baker's going to get it going, and the uh, and they'll get the run game going. Also, they'll win. All right, next game we got we got another we got another division battle. We got the Cowboys and Giants. These games are always competitive. But I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Cowboys haven't really lost to the Giants since 2016, and that's going to continue. Uh, with the way this Cowboys season is going, you know, clearly the the Giants or the Cowboys are a better team, but I'm taking the Giants because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cowboys. No, no explanation needed. Question is how much they'll give bad. up. Yeah, the, the, the Cowboys are awful, and the Giants are, like, far worse. So, got to go with the Cowboys. Yeah. All right, going on to the Sunday night game. This is a pretty simple matchup. The Vikings and Seahawks. I'm going to go to the Seahawks. Seahawks look like one of the best teams in the NFL. Russ yeah, Seahawks. 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 Yeah. Russell Wilson is too good. You're getting that. And now on to the first Monday night game. We're going to go with the Broncos and the Patriots. This is going to be a pretty simple matchup. Uh, the Broncos played well last week with a third string quarterback against the Jets. They're not going up against the Jets. They're going up against the great mind of Bill Belichick. They have no chance in this game with the backup quarterback. Patriots all the way. Yep. Patriots, regardless of the quarterback. I said yesterday, if Brian Hoyer starts, uh, Bron- uh, Patriots win. If Cam Newton starts, Patriots win. If some other quarterback, Jared Sidham, starts, Patriots still win. Doesn't matter. That's how bad yeah, the number is. It's, it's, the pa- it's the Patriots. Yeah. 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 All right. On to the final two games. The, the next Monday night game is the Chargers and the, and the New Orleans Saints. Aiden I am Jones. terrified of Justin Herbert. Uh, he's going to be eating up our defense. Uh, he, you know, he's just going to be demolishing it, throwing it deep downfield every time. But I'm still going to take the Saints because the Saints are the better team. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints. The Justin Herbert could have a good game, but I, the Saints are a better team. And nonetheless, after a game like that last week, I think the Saints are going to keep it going. I thought about it overnight. I was going to take the Chargers, but now I'm like, you know what? This is, this is Drew Brees' game to win, especially after we saw Brady lose. Now I think he really sees an, an opening in the division to really go ahead and, and take it and go ahead and win that thing. So I'm going to say the, the uh, Saints win a close one. This is the week they get going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Saints. I'm gonna go with the Saints in this one, like you said. Uh, the with the with the the Bucks losing, uh, I think Drew Brees definitely sees it as a window of, of opportunity to get back into first place in the division. Also, I think Michael Thomas is finally gonna come back this week. That's gonna be a big boost to that Saints offense. So 100%. I'm gonna go with the Saints. All right, and the final game we will cover for the first time in a while, the Tuesday night special. We're gonna go with in a the- while. I think this has got to be the first Tuesday yeah. night game ever. Yeah, with it might the- be. With the 4-0 Buffalo Bills and the, and the Tennessee I Break COVID Rules Titans. Uh, I don't want the Titans to win this, but I think they might. Uh, Dean, I'm sorry. I, I think I told you this already, but yeah, I think I'm going to have to take the Titans in this one. The Bills are fantastic. They're the better team, but... So you guys know how people say in the movie Remember the Titans, and everyone says they're always going to remember this year about COVID? Yeah, they're going to remember what the Titans did. They're definitely going to remember that. And they're going to lose because they deserve to lose. So the Bills are going to win go to 5 They do deserve to lose. Um, I think the Bills are going to be very pissed off. Um, I, the Steelers are already because of this. The Bills are going to be pissed off. I think, this, you know, the Niners uh, – Niners. The Titans are banged up. They have COVID tests, of course. I think after two weeks of not playing, they're going to be out of form. Uh, Buffalo's definitely going to be mad. They're going to be ready. Hopefully the game is still played. Um, I got my Buffalo Bills going 5-0. and I can't wait for Tuesday night. 
Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm actually going to be rooting for them in this game because I'm pissed at what the Titans did. So, Dean, I'm a, I'm a Buffalo. I'm, a, I'm part of Bills Mafia for for this for this for this upcoming this upcoming week. Uh, all right, we got about one minute left. Does anybody have anything they want to add? I, no, I would uh, just like to congratulate the Los Angeles Lakers in advance of this episode for oh, winning yeah, yeah. title number 17. I know it hasn't happened yet. The game is tonight on Friday night. But when everybody hears this, it will have happened already. But if they win, they should win. I want to congratulate LeBron, AD, and the entire Laker organization. And I bet that you'll see LeBron with an MVP trophy in the morning. AD. I don't know, man. AD. The Heat, they looked, they looked pretty good. Um, I think the Heat looked pretty good. They stole a game. I didn't think that nobody saw that coming. Um, I definitely think the Heat have a chance to extend to extend it. Um, it's going to be a close battle, but um, I don't know. Maybe the Heat can go to game six. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, all right, um, so this was a good week. We covered a lot. We got some Major League Baseball. We got some NFL. We talked a little NBA for a quick second. Um, if you guys enjoyed this program, check us out every Saturday from 10.30 to 11 a.m. on vicradio.org. But that's all the time we unfortunately have. For, for all of Agree to Disagree, I'm Jack Asella. With me, as always, is Noah Schwartz, Aiden Shard, and Dean Gutick. We will see you guys next time. Adios. Adios.